0: Hi, welcome to The Tech Interviews. This week, we focus on building your own on-premises private cloud solution, in part two of my conversation with Microsoft technology evangelist, Matt McSpirit, as we investigate Microsoft's Azure Stack. I'll start by asking Matt to describe a little bit about what Azure Stack is and what it does, so I hope you enjoy
1: the show. Sure, yeah, so Azure Stack, or Azure Stack if you prefer, um, and I I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you say that, uh, is, in a nutshell, it's a hybrid cloud platform that enables you I service provider partner customer whoever it may be to deliver Azure services from their respective data centers so it gives you uh, the power of having a true cloud experience within your environment but from an IT pro perspective an IT operations perspective enables you to maintain control of that for true hybrid cloud agility and what I mean by that is it's hybrid in the sense that I could have an Azure Stack on prem. I've got Azure globally distributed around the world. I've got service providers who will be running Azure Stack and they're consistent with one another. So that means portability, establishing a true hybrid infrastructure that's consistent is a feasible possibility. And and you just it's very difficult to achieve that with other solutions in the market. If you think about the global um web providers or public cloud providers more specifically, like Amazon and Google, great public cloud offerings. where's their on-prem story yeah you could say Amazon has got some stuff going on with VMware but it's not true consistent API consistent cloud to cloud comparison you think about VMware great on-prem stuff with vSphere what happened to the public cloud offering well you know it kind of just didn't really take off so Azure has got the global footprint and with Azure Stack you're bringing that to the to the enterprise but it's not every single service that is in Azure will come to Azure Stack specifically uh, things like virtual machines, blob table storage, Linux, cont- Docker and Linux containers, SQL Server, um, PaaS services like the app service and so on, but not every single thing. Like IoT won't be there on day one. It may, it may never go there. They have to make decisions about which services they choose to bring to Azure Stack, but the services they do bring will be consistent with Azure. But the key thing is it's running in your data center. It's running on hardware that you own, Um and yeah, that's, and it enables you to embrace Azure, but within your environment. So as the IT pro, you will be monitoring and maintaining the storage, the updating, the management of that infrastructure. And remember what I said before in, in the previous podcast or in part one, if you will, you as IT, if you're looking to embrace and really enhance the way your developers work and provide this more DevOps approach to uh, application development, you need to provide an environment that lets them do their best work. An Azure Stack is that environment. From the perspective of it has just like Azure, great consumption through DevOps practices like ARM templates with the infrastructure as code, and it's got the integration with third party ecosystem tools like the Jenkins, the Chef, the Puppets of the World, and so on. Um so a real big benefit for providing cloud resources on prem within your data center securely. Uh, to your consumers. And I always use developers as an example, but you might just have tenants who just need VMs for stuff. They might not necessarily be developers. We need a new VM for a marketing campaign, an IT builder template that, that enables that. So those kind of things are, you know, a key part of Azure Stack as well. Um, it's, uh, you same Azure Resource Manager, same Azure Active Directory role-based access, same Azure API, same Azure SDK. Um it can, in- it will integrate with your, uh, Active Directory on-prem through ADFS. Um, same Visual Studio integration, obviously, third-party stuff as well. And Azure is a great platform, not just for Windows, but Linux-based stuff, be it Linux frameworks, Linux operating systems, and so on. Azure Stack will be no different. Um, so, yeah, in a nutshell, I really like a long-winded answer. I've got to, got to stop there. I've got to get more concise for you. Um, that's what Azure Stack is all about. And um, today it's at Technical Preview 2. Uh, at least the time of recording anyway um and that will proceed forward uh, until we get to the ga uh, later this year so yeah you're talking
0: to the wrong person for concise answers uh, again as you well know um but um I, so uh, we'll come back to Actually, what um, Azure Azure Stack is and how you um, how you consume it. Um, But Mm -hmm. maybe just as a question, I think you've you've kind of touched on this already in your answer. But but I'll ask it anyway. So what what isn't Azure Stack? What 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 is it not?
1: Uh, What is it not? Um, I think I alluded to before. It's not every single service in Azure Stack. Uh, Sorry, it's not every single service in Azure that's coming to Azure Stack. But it's not a if you're a traditional organization let me let me rephrase differently and you're traditionally just doing virtualization and some system management of that uh, you've no developers within your organization you don't typically develop in-house you're just an organization who has 20 VMs you just use virtualization for efficient consolidation higher availability DR perhaps Azure Stack is not necessarily a solution for that person it's not you unless you're needing to provide a self-service cloud experience that consumes through rich UI or programmatically you probably got a need for Azure Stack that's why we have Windows Server and Hyper-V and System Center still in market and enabling you to achieve that so uh, what else is Azure Stack not it's a tricky question because I always talk about what Azure Stack is are you alluding to anything in particular no
0: no and I actually think the thing that you've just said is 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 maybe not the answer I was looking for particularly because you know it's just an open question but actually that idea of just trying to position where uh, where Azure Stack might sit and actually that idea that if you've got a more traditional infrastructure, because although we talked and, and we, we taught in what, what has now become part one, but we talked in there about kind of this, this requirement for more agile DevOps type environments. Of course, yeah. not every organisation potentially needs that kind of environment. Although I think, as okay. as technology professionals, we can get excited by these kind of things and and automation and quick development and and quick turnaround of things. Yeah, you know, we can get excited by that. But actually, not every organisation sits in there. So so I suppose, as you, as you're saying, if you're not that kind of organisation, you don't have that kind of technical requirement. Then you know, as stack is perhaps a bit of a, you know, it would probably be one heck of a um, a big hammer to crack a relatively small nut.
1: Yeah, but I think where that organization may go in the future is today they may be running 10 servers with five VMs on each. I'm using random numbers here. Uh, And that's running their traditional, let's use it in quotes, infrastructure where they've got an exchange server. They've got a SQL server. They've got a line of business app that somebody has built for them, not in-house. They've got some other stuff running. Um, and in the future, maybe they don't want to run their own data center. So maybe they will be a consumer of Azure or Azure Stack, depending on compliancy. They might not be able to go to public clouds, so they find a local service provider who's running Azure Stack. And they have those 50 VMs hosted with with service provider X or partner Y. Um, so whilst they may not be a direct customer of Azure Stack in the sense that they will be running it themselves and managing it, they may just completely do away with their traditional on-prem infrastructure within their own on-prem and they may move it somewhere else and and have somebody else run it for them utilizing the benefit of azure stack um so yeah it's it's not necessarily that it's right for everybody directly but it might be consumed by others uh, at a later stage and
0: again i think you can see the benefits of um that kind of methodology that kind of approach even in that Again, using, like I said, using quotes, that traditional IT infrastructure, because actually things like template deployment and desired state config and that kind of uh, application awareness. Can all be critical for organisations moving forward around security, privacy, and, and just around effective, efficient delivery of IT? You know, so so you can certainly see that. Um, and you there so we've talked a couple of times about um, Azure Stack being in uh, tech preview at the moment. Uh, but but uh-huh. what's the way if if you want to deploy Azure Stack? What what are the ways that you actually deploy it? What are the component parts, and and how do you? Because uh, this is a thing that you can purchase, isn't it? You know, how how do you go
1: about purchasing an Azure Stack? Oh, very good. Very, yeah. Okay. So today I'll talk about the today and then the future and the future yep. one will be a little bit kind of hand waving because we've not uh, disclosed yet. So certainly pricing and licensing and all those things haven't been disclosed. But today tech preview two is a single node solution that you deploy on some hardware of which we provide uh, minimum and recommended specifications and the recommended you'd probably want to push for 128 gig of RAM, decent uh, multi-core proc um decent amount of storage SSD if you can get it or NVMe for better performance uh, but it's a single enclosed node that you deploy and if you have 10 of these nodes you will have 10 single instances of Azure stack you will not have one big Azure stack and to deploy You'll download the relevant components like a virtual a pre-built virtual hard disk that you'll configure for boot from VHD, and all this is documented, it's dead easy. Uh, once you've booted from VHD or VHDX specifically into this customized cloud builder.vhdx file uh, that the team have built for the purpose of the, of the single node, um, you will run a deploy Azure Stack or install Azure Stack.ps1 script with a couple of Uh, parameters if you want to customize certain things and off it goes and come back in depending on how powerful your hardware is three hours two hours five hours and you'll have an azure stack and what gets deployed is a decent number of vms i I don't know the exact number but it's more than 10 perhaps less than 20 uh, that provide all of the core functionality of azure Stack, such as the portal the uh, network controller as all sorts of different key components, AD um, Active Directory related stuff like Domain Controller. I can't remember the full list, but a a decent number to power Azure Stack. Now obviously on a scaled solution, and and I'll allude to production uh, shortly, those VMs will be distributed, there'll be multiple instances of each one for high availability and so on. But for a single node, it's typically just one of each, uh, one VM to represent each service that Azure Stack needs. All on the single node. So you've got a decent amount of capacity once you finish the deployment to still deploy and test workloads. But that's what the single node is aimed at: POC scale, POC excuse me size, test development, getting kicking the tires um, experience. And that's you download it from uh, the links. If you do a search for Azure Stack uh, download, you'll find it. Download technical preview two, or if you're listening to this later, it might be that. A later technical preview is available, whichever it may be. Um, download the bits and run it on your hardware and off you go. And there's loads of cool blog posts of people doing great things with it, uh, trying out different things, helping you upload custom images. The documentation's really good as well for once you're actually, not only for the setup process, once you're actually set up, if you want to start adding custom marketplace items and all sorts of other stuff, that's all well documented as well. So that's the single node. But then we get onto a multi-node, and, and single-node will be for POC, and it will still exist when we hit GA. And to give people a, a date, I don't have a specific date that it will release, but it will be available mid-calendar year 2017, so mid this year from a calendar perspective. Um, but if you're going to run this in production, if you're going to run this at scale, then this is where the multi-node uh, option is. And we announced a little while ago through blogs Um the multi-node will be available initially at least uh, from the start at GA time general availability through partners it will be an integrated system for production environments and the, the partners that will launch with are Dell HPE and Lenovo and that solution will consist of the hardware, all the networking, the storage, and everything necessary for you to stand up or run a multi-node uh, Azure Stack configuration. You only need to stand it up because it will already come uh, pre-configured and ready to go, pretty much. Obviously, you'll need to give it some information, feed and water it and whatnot, but pretty much it will be a, an integrated pre-configured system. Now, that, that uh, ecosystem of those three partners will broaden over time, and implement- implementation approaches, I'm sure, will grow as well, like, the natural question was, well, I've got a load of hardware that's perfectly suitable. It's very similarly spec um, Why can't I use that for Azure Stack? Well, the key things for us in this first release is we want we want to make sure it's Azure Stack is easy to manage as we translate that global scale Azure infrastructure to enterprise. Um, it needs to stay in touch with Azure in terms of uh, consume. Uh, and stay consistent with Azure on a frequent basis, but we need to make sure it's the quality and the system reliability is there and having that across a multitude of different hardware configurations across a multiple different ways that people may install it and configure it. It's just doesn't, it doesn't sit well for a first, for this first release. So we want to make sure that we give people the best experience, predictability, uh, and know, and to do that, like we have done with the Microsoft Cloud Platform System CPS, they can go from customers, customers and partners can go from ordering it to operation and utilising it much quicker when it's a an integrated, pre-validated system, a more simple operational experience, and uh, a more reliable solution on the whole as well. So over time, that may broaden and may change, but right now we're at this this point where yes, it's it's going to be an integrated system available from those three partners. Uh, but the experience, the consumption will be the same in terms of how a tenant or a developer would consume. That's not really going to change whether it's a multi-node or a single node. So you might find that you've got a multi-node production environment and you might be, have developers developing against a number of smaller-scale single-node POC um, uh, options that you've got within your environment. The POC will still be free. It will still be something you will deploy. Uh, to test and, and develop against uh, but we've not announced pricing and availability of at least what specifics around availability uh, for the multi-node uh, this time
0: uh, and that kind of makes sense as well because I think you know I, I You mentioned an interesting word in there and and something that's a a hobby horse for me is this idea of of simplicity, simplicity of of operation at least. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the thing you're operating is simple. It can have lots of complexity behind it. But actually, you know, if we want this kind of agile DevOps type environment, then simplicity is a huge part of that. You know, having a service catalog, being able to click on a button and say, deploy me some things, and it just goes away and does it. And I think in this kind of instance of doing something that is, um, you know, kind of a bit of a break from the norm trying to uh, 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 you know stretch what azure gives us but put that on-prem um you, you know I, I think it makes sense that you know initially that's something that that is um relatively ring-fenced and relatively controlled um yeah so traditionally microsoft have had a solution called uh, azure
1: pack um
0: so so how does that compare to azure stack uh, uh, and is azure pack going to be something that's going to stay around
1: so a good question. Azure Pack, uh, for people who aren't familiar, is a free addition to System Center. You just download it and apply it to your existing Windows Server 2012 R2 or 2016 Hyper-V and System Center uh, environment, if you will. And what that gives you is, similar to what Azure Stack at a very, very high level gives you, is delivering and consuming cloud-based uh, experiences and services within your data center. Now, some of the key differences, Azure Pack, you can run on your own hardware, your configuration. Azure Stack, as we described, is um very it's integrated system, so you buy it on the hardware, essentially, at least initially. Um, so there's a, there's a distinct difference there. How long will Azure Pack be around? Well, it has the same life cycle as, as uh, System Center, so the, the experience will continue for a while, but it's not consistent now with Azure. Azure has moved on. It's now Azure Resource Manager-based, which means different APIs, different services that can be delivered. Azure Stack is consistent with this. So going forward, Azure Stack will be our preference, whether it's single node for POC or whether it's the integrated systems and whatever that looks like beyond uh, the initial GA release. Um, You'll still be able to use and and consume Azure Pack if you want, and we're also developing solutions that will allow you to integrate the two, so you'll be able to realize your Azure Pack uh, systems that you've managed and deployed within Azure Stack. So there's, there's integration points there. But Azure Stack is certainly our future direction for consumption, for APIs, for uh, for Azure in your data center and true hybrid uh, experiences, because Azure Pack is no longer consistent with with the Azure direction we're taking. So um, people can still carry on with it if they want, um, but yeah, our choice would be certainly go for Azure Stack if if it's the right fit, if you're willing to go for the integrated system and so on
0: yeah it sounds like plenty of um, plenty of opportunity for migration and transition there it's uh, it's not something that's going away anytime soon
1: no and the the support lifecycle like I said does give it plenty of time it's just if you were to be if you were weighing up what you should do today i.e., you don't have a cloud based environment or cloud environment within your uh, infrastructure today should you go down the pack route or the stack I would certainly lean towards Stack if, again, that integrated system approach is is something that's appealing to you. If not, then, yes, you could deploy Azure Pack, but you know that there is a finite life to that particular technology
0: so to um so what i thought we could do actually maybe as, as it's coming to the end of our time here is uh look at the two topics that we've covered today obviously we've talked about what, what has become part one uh, in kind of microsoft's approach to devops and in this section we've talked a lot about azure stack and and what that means i mean do you see um azure stack as something that can um, maybe enable people who want to go down the kind of devops practice route
1: yeah exactly and um... When you think about DevOps, I mentioned in in part one, and and probably referred to it already in in part two, that delivering uh, software from developers through to operations and and into the business, it requires a platform, and it requires a collaboration between the devs and the ops and and the variety of teams that exist within within those. Um, That platform needs to support the needs of the developers. Ultimately, it needs to be consumable. It needs to be have the guardrails that allow allows you to secure and control it. But the beauty of Azure Stack in comparison with Azure is it exists within the customer or service providers data center, which may overcome a hurdle of compliance or or sovereignty or whatever it may be. Um, but in what they're building on the Azure Stack from a development perspective is consistent with Azure. So should they choose to be able to deploy in both places, they could. Um, when it comes to DevOps practices like we talked about before you're able to take advantage of both because of that consistency so infrastructure as code is one of the practices we mentioned I could build an arm template that realistically could deploy workloads applications on-prem in Azure stack but I could use that same ARM template to deploy in Azure I could have processes in place when we think about continuous integration and deployment that would allow you to uh, check in code to a repo somewhere, and your build system, whether it or your CI/CD system like Jenkins for instance, could take that check in, build an app, deploy it to QA, which resides or, or test dev test, which resides on prem in Azure Stack, automates the deployment, does the testing, and if that's successful, then it deploys the production version, if you will, the build to Azure. Same same exact uh, configuration, just located somewhere different. You may have. Uh, a solution that needs to run globally a front-end in Azure with a low balancer and scaled web front ends and the back end from a data sovereignty perspective exists within your data center you know on your Azure stack same consistent Template same consistent configuration management across the two locations, and that is really powerful for developers who need an environment to consume. An IT can control, and Azure Stack can provide the just the right environment that developers need to do their jobs effectively. An IT has visibility into it; they can monitor it, they can ensure it's running operationally efficiently, um, and gain all those benefits uh, with that system. So it's it's a really powerful platform. For, uh developers and operations to collaborate through through DevOps and yes you don't you don't need necessarily a sledgehammer like Azure to cracker can we work together nut uh, from a development perspective uh, between devs and Ops but it's certainly a brilliant platform that is so in tune with how developers are starting and moving towards working um, versus trying to stand up some kind of DIY infrastructure to meet their needs. Uh, using generic Windows servers, Linux, and so on—it's—it's it's just a significant step up and, and a real powerful platform.
0: Well, Matt, I think that's um, yeah, I think that's a fantastic introduction to Azure Stack. Uh, you know, where where it might be used, how it can help enable kind of this more agile IT infrastructure we want. So, if people have got a real taste for Azure Stack and want to find out more, where's a where's a good place they can go hunting for resources and and learn a little bit more about the technology? Maybe get hold of the tech preview as well.
1: Yeah, I thought, all that's on the Garden Systems website, isn't it? It could talk to you about Azure Stack, and no, I'm only kidding. Uh, it should be, obviously. But um, they can go to, obviously, if you do a search for Azure Stack, you're going hit to the, hit the landing page, and there's loads of good links off from there to video resources and stuff. There's an Azure Stack channel on Channel 9, which if you do a search for, there's a number of interviews, a number of demos, short and long, that illustrate some of the powerful capabilities within Azure Stack. Um, we've not released any formal training or anything as of yet. So the best way to learn in, in a bit more depth technically about the infrastructure that powers Azure Stack, the services that run, how to build ARM templates, all of that stuff. There's uh, a great uh, set of recorded sessions uh, from Ignite, the re- most recent Ignite, which was last year, 2016. So if you check out those sessions, there's probably a handful of five or six that I can share the links with you for um, that if you watched all of those, you'd have a very good appreciation of what Azure Stack is all about and and how it works and and in more depth. And you'd see it visually, obviously, as well. Um, outside of that, to download the bits, if you I can provide the links, no problem. But you'll if you just go to the um, do a search for Azure Stack download, you'll you'll be able to find the links to download the latest technical preview. Or if you're watching this much later down the line, maybe the the GA uh, the GA release of single node. And Then the multi node will just ship on hardware. So. Um, See, so yeah, lots of cool resources, lots of learning that can be done. And the best advice I can give is download it, kick the tires. Assuming you've got a piece of physical hardware that meets at least the minimum requirements. Um, if you haven't, some people have been able to do it in things like nested VMs and stuff, but your mileage may vary, and performance generally will will tank, um, for want of a better term, if you if you try and do that on on minimal resources. Like this isn't going to run on a laptop. Put it this way, if it does. Good luck to you. Um, definitely try and get hold of a piece of. To give you context, my servers in my lab that it runs on, they're probably five, six years old. So they're not new. They're not the the most powerful in the world, but it runs nicely. Um, if you can get a hold of a couple of SSDs, which they'll they'll give you a little boost in performance. So.
0: Yeah, we're we're not trying to start a competition for running uh, Azure Stack on laptops, are we?
1: No. No, definitely not. it like the old Windows Vista uh, display experience where Rachel you rates your graphics card. Rates <laughs> my laptop for Azure Stack. Uh, i get a 1, I think, of 10. Uh, so, um, even, with, even with my Surface Book.
0: So um, if people have, uh, and, and I can't imagine who wouldn't have enjoyed listening to you over these uh, episodes, <laughs> um, what's a good way that they can uh, stalk you online a little bit, maybe find out some of the stuff you do? Um, I believe you do uh, kind of like a uh, an, op- an ops team podcast that can be found
1: up on Channel 9 as well. Um, so so where, yeah. you, where can people find you? That's a good start. I mean, the ops team, uh, is a visual podcast type approach. When, when, if and when we get in the studio, Um that's, that's the timing thing and, and trickiness of it. But outside of that, uh, at Matt McSpirit on Twitter, I've got my blog, MattMcSpirit.com, but I don't, I don't post as much as perhaps I should. Too busy doing real-world world work, you see. That's my challenge. Although it does fall under my evangelism banner, so I've, I've kind of taught myself out of that. Um, so they're, they're good ways. Um, and, yeah, that's. Uh, I'd say they're the best ways to get in touch with me. And, uh, and yeah, I'm always on Channel 9 with a variety of stuff, interviewing people to try and look intelligent. Uh, just have very, very compelling questions that I pre-write, but you know, try and look like I know what I'm talking about. So uh, well, you can get in touch with me through those as well.
0: Well, as I've done today, the trick to doing this is to have four questions and ask them to smart people who know really good answers, so um, <laughs> yeah. so Matt, uh, thank you for being that smart person who knows really good answers, uh, really appreciate Great. the time, and um, look forward to speaking to you again, and uh, thanks again.
1: Yeah, no worries, pleasure, thanks thanks for uh, the time, appreciate it.
0: I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, why don't you check out the show notes if you want access to the resources that Matt talks about, I've included links in there, including how you get access to the tech preview of Azure Stack so you can try out our single node implementation. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you can uh, find all the back catalogue of episodes over on the tech interview section of the techstringy.com website. Um, and if you do want to catch future episodes and want to subscribe, uh, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and in all good homes of podcasts and probably some bad ones. Uh, so thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon.